When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Patrick's taking it easy on us for midweek movie music. Uh, this would made it pretty obvious. Uh, midweek movie music taking songs from a soundtrack that inspired him. And my man Patrick will play those selections for us on midweek movie music. And we're supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to exactly what the featured film is uh, for midweek movie music. And pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It, is, it is old school. Yes. Yeah. I, I should have got it with the second one, honestly. The second one is when they're uh, abducting yeah. all the pledges and they're, they're kidnapping all the pledges. That's in the, van. in the van. So they were racing, and it is a Will Ferrell there movie. There is drug use in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should have got it with That's the why I said one. it's not a drug movie, but there is. I don't want to throw yeah. you that far off the scent. No, it's good stuff. It's, no. good, it's stuff. good stuff. Uh, this uh, old school came out 20 years ago yesterday. I like that. All right. Well done there. Old school. Uh, great. Uh, it was one of those great comedies. Like, uh, you know, I'm glad they never attempted to do anything else with old school. Just let yeah. it lie. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Standalone. Nobody expected it to be fantastic, but it was. And just let it go. A lot of quotable stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. It was Will Ferrell in his in his prime. Love it. That was the key to yeah. it. Solid, Love it. Solid Vince Vaughn and Luke Wilson performances. Solid Vince Vaughn. You're right about that. Yeah. We've all told somebody earmuffs. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. Vince Vaughn works well with both of the Wilsons. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Right? It, it, yeah, he's a partner When he's with Owen Wilson, they got really good com- yeah. uh, comedic chemistry. Yeah. Whether it be I think they did too many crashers. movies together, but... Yeah. Because then they do it's like the internship or something. They was that that Google, one? Like they that Google one? Movie? And that yeah, was when you were like, yeah. all right, we yeah. got yeah. it, guys. <laughs> we've, we've, we've seen this movie before. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the Google I just like them together. That's really what it is. Probably has nothing to do with the plot of uh, the Google movie, whatever it is. Uh, all right. Uh, that's my man, Patrick, doing a great job as the ideal unair. So old school is the uh, the movie for midweek movie music. You can always be a part of the show, 512-337-3776. You guys got it a long time ago. Yeah. So, You're uh, my boy, Blue. You guys are a lot smarter yeah, than us. First one is the the song that plays the beginning of the movie. That's what I figured. So like when like, he's leaving, when Luke Wilson's coming back home to find his wife uh, in bed with what, however many other people, that uh, <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the movie, that's the song he's playing. So I'm like, you get it, but unless you saw the movie recently, you weren't going to get it. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while, but I have seen that movie multiple times. Multiple do, times. Do love me some. That's old the Mrs. Favorite. She loves that movie. Yeah, no, it is a yeah. it is a really it's a really good movie, man. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, uh, we'll get back to some more selections from old school for midweek movie music i want to talk about the uh the dallas cowboys a wow, little Rod. bit well because they're <laughs> in the news again i only talk about stuff that's in the news i don't try to force feed force feed you guys stuff uh it's in the news we'll talk about it. now yesterday mike fisher said mm-hmm. that the cowboys definitely have interest in cj stroud now cj stroud is considered one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft will probably be drafted in the top five if not 
you know, higher than that, but he, you know, top 10 at the lowest. But he'll be gone way before the Cowboys are in the draft, unless they're willing to move up to go get him. And they got a lot of issues in terms of Dak Prescott and their commitment to Dak if they're going to do that. But he just said they have interest in him. And I like that. I, I, think, it's, I think it's healthy to have mm-hmm. interest. If they, even, even though they're committed to Dak, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like I said, you, a lot of you guys out there are in relationships, you're married. Hey, your eyes still work, all right? You're, you're, you're married. You're not dead, all right? So you can still look. There's nothing wrong with looking. And as Cowboys looking at different quarterbacks, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's pretty healthy. So them liking C.J. Stroud doesn't mean they're going to do anything. They just like him. Right. Now, this next report, I think, is a little bit more realistic, in terms of the Cowboys may have interest in the quarterback and may decide to act upon that interest, and not saying they won't act on the C.J. Stroud thing, but man, they got if they got a, that's that's risking it all. If yeah. they want C.J. Stroud that bad, and maybe they do, and they really like him, uh, they got to risk it all. They got to find a way to move Dak around uh, with that contract, and they got to draft capital to move all the way up to go get C.J. Stroud, and they have to move way up for the Cowboys. That's a lot to ask. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that they like him, but I don't think it's it's unrealistic right now. Yeah, this report though is a lot more realistic. So this report comes from, uh, I believe I'll make sure I get the guy's name right. I want to make sure I give him credit. Uh, Ryan Fowler uh, of the draft of Draft Network. All right, so Draft Network's Ryan Fowler. So draft season. I mean, this is their guy. This is their Super Bowl season. Uh, he says he tweeted out Tennessee quarterback Hinton Hooker has met extensively. With the Raiders, Panthers, Giants, Saints, and Cowboys during the pre-draft process, I like that. I like Hendon, I like Hendon Hooker. I think yeah. he's a he's a developmental type yes, of quarterback. No Somebody that we can talk about and and see. He's coming off of an injury. He'll be coming off of that injury, which yep. is why he ended up not playing the end of the season. If I'm not mistaken, I think he had ACL surgery. Um, so it's going to be a little while. So that means he may fall. In the draft to some later rounds, He's, you're not wasting up, not wasting. You're not going after a first round pick at that point, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that because I think he has his upside is something that you can look at. Because remember, before he got hurt, he was in the Heisman Trophy conversation. That's true. You said that. We talked about yeah. this yesterday. We <laughs> yeah. talked about this earlier this week. For we some reason. About, yeah. I don't know when we were getting into. And it, I was yeah. like, this dude is in the mix. He was, he was, he was in the in the conversation. We'll also point out, 25 years old. So a little bit older for a starting quarterback that's a developmental guy as well to take into effect of why he might slip further in the draft. He's going to definitely follow, follow the, and then like he could be that night. guy where if something were to happen with Dak, and we've seen it happen multiple years, and I know everybody wants to be Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, but I'm telling you right now, this dude's can- arm is a cannon. He can throw that thing. So Hendon Hooker, that is. So I, I, I'm, I'm cool with that because it'll be a later – round pick to Patrick's point of him being that age, yeah. it kind of changes the way you're looking at it and saying, oh, we need to go we need to go up and get a guy like that. Yeah. No, you can wait a little bit. No, but I, there's some other guys that are out there, I, too, I, to look at. Yeah, I, I don't know where exactly his draft value is. I haven't done that much research I, on him. From and what I, I've looked up, he's a day three guy is what most people are saying. All right. So unless someone really, really likes him, he will probably be between rounds four and seven. And I don't know where he is in terms of his recovery from his right, injury. Right. So supposed to be he's supposed to be ready. Yeah, so I'm sure he'll be, be working ready. out pro days yeah, and stuff like that. supposed to be ready for uh, beginning of season, but probably not. You can't do a ton before that. So that will determine a lot of his draft stock, too. Uh, but I agree with Harge. Developmental project, pretty much, for Hendon Hooker for the Cowboys, which I, li- I, li- I like the the thought of them drafting right. a developmental project at quarterback. Now, they still got to figure out backup. He wouldn't be, I don't think, the immediate 
option for backup quarterback. No, especially if he's coming off that injury. Exactly, right. right? So Cooper Rush is a free agent. So you actually do need to go figure out who your backup quarterback is. Now, you could just re-sign Cooper Rush if you really like him. Yep. But Cooper Rush may be a little expensive for a backup quarterback considering he's 5-1 and one now and he's feeling himself yeah. as a starter. He's like, I need to go out there and try to see what, <laughs> see what my luck looks like. And Kellen Moore probably. You will not be a starter, bro. No, he won't be a starter, but yeah. Kellen Moore. Um, but as a backup, backups, right. now, backups are now more coveted than they ever have been in the history of the NFL. And now everybody's, stop, everybody's finally, exactly. Everybody's finally starting to figure out that, and I've said this for years, if the quarterback position is the most valuable position in football, then the backup position is insurance on that starting quarterback position, and yet everything valuable in our life, we have insurance on house, car, health, whatever. And for quarterback, people haven't figured it out. Your backup quarterback position, you need to prioritize. It needs to be really high because these days we're starting to see more and more of those quarterbacks play crucial snaps and starts. Hell, in the playoffs we had like four backup quarterbacks playing. Yep. You had – Brock Purdy playing, Scholar Thompson playing. Was it Anthony Brown for the Ravens? He was playing. Hell, Josh Johnson even got a damn snap in the playoffs. You having more backups quarterbacks <laughs> playing than ever before? Hey, if somebody else signs Josh Johnson, we need to take them away from being able to pick somebody. Getting else back up. to the point about you need <laughs> yeah. viable backup quarterback. Josh yeah. Johnson being recycled over and over again. All right? I'm glad because to see it from my man. But good better options than Josh freaking Johnson. <laughs> there was an NFL record. 68 different starting quarterbacks in 2022. Only, how about this? Only eight quarterbacks started all 17 games. Right. Eight. Now, that is with the exception of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow only starting 16 because of the DeMar Hamlin thing where they suspended the game and they never played it again. Right. That would still only make 10 quarterbacks that played 100% of their team snaps. Uh, that would be the lowest in the 32-team era. Wow. You need a backup. Wow. And you need one that is pretty damn good that can win you a ball game or two. No you know, Patrick Mahomes damn near had to have, and he did have to have the backup come in. Forgot yeah. about that, right? Yeah. Chad and he came in for like a, a, uh, yeah, a drive. Sir. Yeah, yeah. Like a 90, Till halftime. 98 yard 98 drive. Yard drive. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. So I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do there, but they do need to figure out the backup quarterback position. But I love that they're just pursuing or at least interested in quarterbacks, period. As I brought up yesterday, they've drafted the fewest amount of quarterbacks, or at least tied for drafting the fewest amount of quarterbacks in the NFL with Indy. Um, and I think Kansas City is in that conversation. Those two franchises have been a little bit more stable, and and, and it's been less luck associated with their stability than the Cowboys uh, with the undrafted free agent uh, Romo being a franchise quarterback and then Dak Prescott, the happy accident. So I like that now the Cowboys are deciding we're going to prioritize quarterback, period. And, by the way, they're pretty damn good at it when they do. Dak was a hit. They drafted Mike White. Hell, that was a success story, in my opinion, considering where they drafted the guy. And when they do have undrafted free agents, Cooper Rush, that was a good one. Yep. Tony Romo, undrafted free agents, good one. They should start acquiring more quarterbacks. They're actually pretty good at it. They need to go with the John Gruden approach. Get a bunch of them. Just get a bunch of them. Just get a bunch of them and, and weed them out as we go. Just make sure that you have a plethora of quarterbacks to choose from. Look, here's the deal. Cowboys are going to end up having to get a quarterback. We've talked about that. It's something that needs to be done. But don't 
go crazy with the position as far as where you're going to pick one up at. Because there's other needs that you have oh, yeah, to go uh, to get uh, straightened out first. Yes. And that's the biggest thing for me. Let's just make sure we do that. But, yes, I'm into that that thought process. I don't know if we're going to get one of those high-quality ones, but there may be some sleepers that are out there. We had somebody come up to us yesterday while we were out at uh, Mudbugs, and they brought up the name Jake uh, Hayner from Fresno State. They mm-hmm. said that is somebody that we should be paying attention to because he does he did put up some decent numbers and he's very accurate as a passer. Especially now that you start looking at what what is the plan with Mike McCarthy. How is he going to go about his play calling? So that will be another factor that you need to look mm-hmm. in especially going into this draft, especially if you plan on keeping Mike McCarthy as your head coach. I think he's definitely going to have something to say about it. That's a good point, too. I wonder if Mike McCarthy prefers a certain player uh, at that backup position. Right. Uh, you want a veteran? You want somebody that's going to help out Dak Prescott a little bit? You want somebody that's going to be able to win you a game or two? Right. Um, that would be really interesting. Uh, you know what? I think a name that's out there, because I want to say I heard this name with the Texans. Jacoby Brissett, I believe, might be available. Kind of a random backup that's been out there that's won some games. How about Cole McCoy? Cole McCoy's going to go to a good one, New too. coaching staff. I like the Cole mentality. I like the Cole McCoy. I think Colt is definitely somebody Maybe. that I've, yeah. I've, I've been eyeing him from afar for a while. I like that one, too. I thought the Cowboys should have went after him when he got let go from uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was something. Yeah, you talk Longhorn. Sam Ellinger is a guy who may not be with the Colts next season, depending on what they do. New coaching staff. New coaching staff. Yep. I know Ursay is a fan of his, but he also didn't look great this last season, so he may be a free mm-hmm. agent come uh, yep. come the start of the season. I like that too. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's you probably have more quality quarterbacks in recent years available via free agency and trade than we've seen in really any time in NFL history. No doubt. Just the way that now the landscape's working out and kind of the new current um, ecosystem, if you will, for a free agency in the NFL. Anyway, getting back to um, some other topics, and well, Cowboy related, but also Texans related too. Um, Daniel Jeremiah had his mock draft, his yeah. most recent mock draft he put out there. And the Texans, I'll start with the Texans, then we can talk about Cowboys too. Texans have two picks. Uh, early on in the first round, number two overall pick. He didn't have any trades or anything. He just has them slotted uh, where they currently stand. And he has the Texans taking Bryce Young at number two. He's got the Chicago Bears taking Jalen Carter. Defensive tackle out of Georgia mm-hmm. uh, with the number one overall pick. Texans get, if it's that easy, they get Bryce Young at number number two overall. It would be great if it's that simple. I fear it's not going to be that simple. I fear there's going to be some team that makes a run to a trade for the number one overall pick to get a quarterback. And, uh, you know, I, I would fear that for the Texans. So the Texans may need to try to trade up. But Bryce Young is the guy that I've heard they're interested in. But if they get C.J. Stroud, if uh, Bobby Slowick, the new offensive coordinator, decides that C.J. Stroud is more compatible with his offense than Bryce Young, I'm not going to be mad at that. I can't be upset with that because that's just a coaching decision. Bryce Young is he is an outlier. Mm-hmm. He is an outlier. You don't have quarterbacks as light as he is and as short as he is drafted number one overall. It just doesn't happen very often. And coaches will often tell you, or at least scouts will often tell you, don't draft outliers. Right. You know, I mean, you want to go with something that's pretty proven. I love the stat that was given by 
Oh, man, I believe it was the, from the athlete. Dane Brugler, I believe, gave the stats. Of 301 quarterbacks drafted in the last 25 years, only two were under six foot and under 200 pounds, and hmm. neither were drafted in the top 100. Wow. That's the outlier we're talking about, Bryce Young. But I love him. I'm a big Bryce Young fan. So you can't get mad, though. My point is I always say the quarterback, choosing a quarterback is like choosing a significant other. The woman you marry is not the hottest woman you ever dated. They're the one that was most compatible with you. If he deems that C.J. Stroud is more compatible with his offense than Bryce Young, then as a Texans fan, I have to accept that. Yeah, yeah. what if he takes Will Levis? Then I'm going to throw a fit like my man <laughs> Horace did when the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith. And hopefully I'm wrong like you were right, when right. they drafted Tyler yeah. Smith. No, I agree with you. I, I go, if they draft C.J. Stroud instead of Bryce Young in that same position, I will say the word would not be mad. I'd be skeptical, but I like not that. mad. I'd be yeah. skeptical because yeah. I go, in my opinion, that wasn't the right choice. But I'll, I, will, I, will, I will give you full chance to prove me wrong. Yep, I'm yep. with you. That's a good point. I love the way you put that. Skeptical they do it, but... I, I have to have faith in that coaching staff that D'Amico Ryan's is building, and I have to have faith that D'Amico yes. Ryan signed off on it. Right. So I'm going to trust the coaches on that one, um, and yeah, hopefully they did the right thing. But I, I think uh, – Canicero will have the final say, guys. Yeah, are you right about that? He will. That's a good point, too. <laughs> He's going to draft an def- uh, offensive tackle. He's, <laughs> He's done – Canicero's done a decent job, actually, in the draft. Yeah. Of his last first two drafts. Yeah, he has. Last year yeah, was a really has. good draft. Yeah, he did. And the year before that was a pretty good draft. So, Casario's done a decent yeah. job I, in the I, draft. I, I'm going to bring up Sauce Gardner again. Uh, Every time you say he's done a really he's the, done good, he's not done great. That was as I was saying, he's done a good job. <laughs> not, not, great. Great, not great, not great. No, not great, but he's done a good job. Uh, the, the Texans also have the 12th overall pick, and they have the Texans taking Jordan, at least Dan, Daniel Jeremiah does. Right, has right. the Texans taking Jordan Addison. With the twelfth overall pick, wide receiver out of USC, former so he's jumped. In the cuff right now. It means he jumped Quentin Johnston. In this, in this yes, one, yeah, for yes. him. In here, yes, because he does not. That's the first receiver he's got off the board. Yeah, I don't. And, I, and as I scroll down, I don't really see him. Oh, there he goes. He has Quentin Johnston going to the Chargers. Yes, 21st yep. overall pick. He's yep. got B. John Robinson going to the Bucks yeah. at 19. Yes, my sentiments exactly. Uh, hey, That's one of the it'll t- work out if Tom Brady was coming back. There you go. <laughs> but right now, that is, oh, that there are only a few situations, I think, where B. John Robinson can kind of disappear into a a black hole of mediocrity in the yep. NFL. And that's and one I think of the, them. The Bucs yeah. are one if of those they, teams. Especially if they're drafting <laughs> running backs in the first round of the draft with so many other holes on that <laughs> yeah. team. Please, you you just, couldn't win with Tom Brady, and you're like, oh, I know how we'll fix it when Tom Brady leaves. We'll get a running back. Uh, <laughs> you're right. He's supposed to be a luxury pick. Right. Like, B. a luxury pick in the first round. That's why the Eagles are scary. The yep. the Bills are scary. The Bills there. are the ones that I'm looking at Bills are for scary them. I him, think that... Man. They drafted backs. They drafted Cook last year. But, again, we've talked about Bijan, and everybody's talked about Bijan, how he is that, what do you call him, that X factor? He is. He's a force multiplier. Yeah, force multiplier. He's a freak, man. Yeah, he's a a guy that can definitely change not only your performance on the field, the the off-the-field stuff. He can be the face of your organization for whatever it is you want him to do because he's that dude. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens. I know they have the Ravens taking Brian Branch, the cornerback from Alabama. Ravens and running backs. I know it sounds crazy, but even if they keep Lamar or they get rid of Lamar, either one, Bijan helps. And J.K. Dobbins new- is the reason why because he's yes. been getting hurt. 
Yes, right. Yep, yep. And you bring in, a, say, you bring in a new quarterback. Yep. What's the best, you know, kind of the best friend for a new quarterback? Um, training wheels for a new quarterback. Whoever it's going to be, running game. great running game like Bijan, who can break more tackles mm-hmm. than any other running back, or at least in the draft class than any other well, running yeah, back. And I mean, if you get rid of Lamar Jackson, you're most likely for this season keeping Tyler Huntley as your quarterback, or trying to keep Tyler Huntley. Considering he did make the Pro Bowl, and I know it's because ninety-five other quarterbacks <laughs> backed out of it, but he was a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. Yeah, wow. I know. Think I know that's crazy that. to say. Yeah, because he, he got hurt too before the play, before the yes. playoffs. Yes. yes, I forget about that. But with Tyler, Tyler Huntley, Huntley has played oh, really man. well for them as a backup quarterback, and so he would probably. But they that runs the same offense. So now I know it's well, a different. Remember, but we have a different guy. But it's still yeah. similar skill sets to Lamar Jackson. I'm with that you. you're going to say, hey, whatever Munkin was going to put for Lamar Jackson, he can put with Tyler Huntley as well. Bijan makes sense for the Ravens either yes. way. Yes, yeah. he, he makes sense for them whether they're keeping Lamar or not. So that's something else to watch out for. Uh, Cowboys, he's got your Cowboys, Arch, taking Keon White, Georgia Tech edge rusher. Yeah, I know. I had the same kind of feeling about that one, but you know, I mean, that Dan Quinn. I need must you to be get it. Yeah, involved in that pick, Dan Quinn. Well, if that it. were to happen, you would say okay. But what do you I, want? I haven't seen. What I haven't seen want? Georgia Tech play that good of defense. <laughs> is he the one that's? Uh, is he the one outstanding? That's they want. That's, that's they want. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm looking more at the defensive back. I'm looking Ooh. for the Cowboys to go get a defensive back. You want a what? What do you want? I want corner a corner. Or, okay. I want a corner. I don't. Need, I'm not looking at a safety just yet because they. I think they still signed Hooker. I think he's going to be back. They got there Hooker for and Curse through 2020. Yeah. So yeah. I'm good with that. They, you know, they may let Donovan Wilson walk, but I think you need to go get a corner because that's been our conversation the entire year. Once Anthony Brown got hurt, everything kind of changed. That's true, but uh, you did. It's a good point. Are you going to keep Anthony Brown? Are you going to pay him? We I don't, don't know. know. See, that's the thing. So if you go and get the draft, you don't have to spend that money. But news did come out of Miami that they're getting rid of Byron Jones. So do you bring Ooh. him back and you can write your own piece? That's a good point. So there's another part of that. I wish they get rid of Cedric Wilson, so he can come back here as well. So if we can get the we can get the band back together. That's a good point. And see though. what we can have happen. So with him being out, being a free mm-hmm. agent, if Cowboys make a run at him, they don't have to spend that much money because I think he's already shown that, that he wasn't as effective in Miami as they thought he was going to be after he got his big payday. Deron Bland's ascent yep. is going to uh, play you a big slide role. him in. Yeah, because they really like him and he played well. He yeah, played and really well. You don't well. know what's going to happen with Jordan Lewis yet either. And you got Jordan Lewis coming back. Great yeah. point. Forgetting about so. that too. Uh, and yeah, with the Cowboys, they got Donovan Wilson. They got to figure that one out. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, I got. I'll, I'll get into that Donovan Wilson thing later on too because I, I hate to say it, I think the Cowboys might let might need to let him walk. Yeah, they got so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Michael Parsons coming up. Trevon, That's what I'm saying. There's Trevon a lot Diggs of money coming out there. up. They got a lot of money they want to pay coming up. I don't know. That's why they... Jerry was losing his mind. This was my window. <laughs> if you win, then you don't mind paying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't you know mind paying if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna pay that cap money. We don't care. Uh, all right, what you got coming up for the people in Harshnock? I'm gonna talk a little bit about this coming weekend. I know we had uh, Kyle Peterson on. Yesterday, talking a bit, little bit about it, but there's some local flavor that will be in the Round Rock Carbot Classic at the Dale Diamond this weekend. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. All right. Can't wait to get into it. More hardball with hardball coming up for Hearts Knock Life on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Bye. You have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a midweek movie theme edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Harbaugh Hard. And the midweek movie theme was old school. You my boy, Blue. You my boy, Blue. Don't forget... We're going streaking down the quad. Who's going with me? <laughs> yeah, we had a great time with that. Uh, my man Patrick does a great job. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And you can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And earlier in the show, we were talking a little bit about uh, families uh, legacies that ended up playing at the University of Texas. We're just doing Texas as the theme for right now, but I'm sure there's other places, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the the Round Rock Classic that is going to be going on. It's going to be presented by Carpot, and you can watch it on D1Baseball.com. That's D1Baseball.com. It'll be on that streaming. I'll be a part of the telecast uh, this weekend, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And the number one team in the nation is obviously the LSU Tigers. They always travel well, so it's going to be fun to watch those guys play. Iowa will be coming in, uh, the Hawkeyes. K-State, Wildcats from the Big 12, and Sam Houston. But I wanted to give a shout-out to some of the local players that will be playing in this game and in, in this this weekend. Cash Rusley, who I used to – I know that kid since he was six years old. I coached his older brother. Um, he'll be playing for uh, K-State, strong, powerful hitter. He went to Cedar Ridge. So when we're doing our, our uh, flex, these are some of the players that we would have been talking about. Lawson uh, Knight, he plays outfield for them. Uh, he's from Round Rock High School, so mm. there's another player that'll be there. Uh, Sam Houston has two players, Jack Driscoll, who went to Stony Point, and Jalen Williams, who also went to Stony Point. So make sure you get out there and kind of support some of these local kids. I know there's a bunch of baseball that'll be going on this weekend as well. High school baseball, in, uh, high school playoffs are going on. I got a text a little while ago. The Raisin Canes Central Texas first pitch classic will be starting tomorrow as well. There will be games played at Georgetown, Round Rock, McNeil, Cedar Ridge, Cedar Park, and Stony Point. Hmm. So if you like baseball, you're going to get your feel this weekend. And I want everybody to try to get out there and see it. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this too. I'm not going to go too much into what's going to be happening at the Dale Diamond. I want you guys to get out there and come and check out some of that talent because remember Paul Skeens, the right-handed pitcher that pitched for Air Force? Mm -hmm. He came in last year, big power hitter, also played catcher. He touched 99 already this year. So his first pitch of the game was 99. His last, his 98th pitch of the game was 98 miles an hour. Wow. This guy is unbelievable. And the fact that he pitched 98 pitches already this year 
is something that I'm like, oh, he's very well conditioned when it came to this kind of stuff. But I wanted to talk about for the Texas Rangers. Hmm. I was giving my man Marcus Simeon a very hard time last year. I remember this. Like, it was so bad that my man was – I was like, they just gave this guy so much money. And here he is underperforming, making it look bad for everybody that's out there. And he needs to get it going. (laughs) Well, he did get it going at the end of the year. He's probably one of the hottest hitters in baseball at the very end of the year. And from opening day to May 27th, Marcus hit 193. He had an OPS of 498. He was didn't hit for power, didn't hit for average, wasn't really part of the success or lack thereof that the Rangers were having. And I did the same with uh, Corey Seager, the shortstop. They spent all this money on this guy, and here he is struggling. But there was reasons for all of that. Mm. Well, as the time has gone, I went back and did some more research, and I found out that my man Marcus Simeon, during spring training in February of 22, he was serving as on the executive subcommittee representing the Major League Players Association in negotiations so we can have all the rules that are there now for them. So he was negotiating for the minor leaguers. He was negotiating for the big leaguers. He was the one that was spending more time in meetings instead of seeing pitching, instead of working out just as much as he needed to, and things were not what they seemed. So as this has happened and you realize – Just like anything else, and just like us as players, we get better with the more reps that we get. You get to see more pitching. You get to see different Mm -hmm. uh, approaches at the play. You get to go play in different ballparks. There was so much that was happening that I underestimated what he was going through trying to prepare for the season as well as trying to prepare for everyone to get what they wanted in the collective Mm -hmm. bargaining agreement. So with that being said – I would like to apologize to my man, Marcus Simeon. Wow. I needed to get that apology out the way because I will be in spring training in a couple weeks as well. And just in case I run into him. Put it on the record. I wanted to put it on the record. And I I won't be afraid (laughs) to let him know, dog, you struggled early, and now I understand why. (laughs) But looking at this Texas Ranger baseball team, I know we talk a lot about the Houston Astros. Astros. And rightfully so. They are the World Series champion, and they have spent a lot of time playing for championships. The Rangers had their opportunity, and they let it slip out of their hands. But during the offseason, they made a lot of acquisitions. They went out and got some big arms that were needed to kind of fill in those gaps that they were missing Mm -hmm. part of the season last year. Because the one thing we, the only person we kept talking about last year was Martin. (laughs) Martin was their only pitcher, and he ended up making the All-Star game. But now they brought in DeGrom, uh, what's his name, Erivaldi, Navaldi from Alvin, Texas, that he's a big-time pitcher. So now you have Nathan Uvaldi. Sorry about that. Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi. Odorizzi's back, Patrick. We'll be talking (laughs) about him all year. They're going to make some changes. And now they're going to be in a better spot than where they were before. So I wanted to make sure that I gave them – their proper due because spring training is here. They're going to have a full time to get ready. There's not going to be any more excuses. They struggled at the beginning of the year last year because Josh Young 
was supposed to be their starting third baseman. He got hurt, spent some time in Round Rock, and now he's ready, healthy at spring training. So they expect him to be their starting third baseman. So the Rangers team is in a totally different spot than what they were. And me spending some time this past weekend in Globe Life, they are very excited Mm. about this coming season because they honestly believe that they'll have a chance to compete this year. Yeah, it can't be worse than last year. It definitely cannot be worse. <laughs> they are not going to be rock bottom. They're definitely on the way up. Oh, and the biggest acquisition of them all is that they mm-hmm. went and got manager Bruce Bochy to come in to be the, the the head guy and calm the waters there. They had some other players, I mean, other coaches that have been there, managers that have been there, but Bruce mm-hmm. Bochy with his track record, being a former player, being somebody that's been around the game as long as he has, he can try to get these guys over the hump and have them uh, battling. Shout out to also the Vanderbilt pitchers that were being talked about this weekend, uh, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. They all have a chance to get their opportunity. They may be here. They may be here to start mm-hmm. the year pitching in AAA. So uh, get your tickets now over there for the Round Rock Express. Nice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you're working this weekend. And I will be working this weekend. this weekend. That's right. Uh, and Texas next – we say LSU? Next, no, next, Texas next home game look, will be this Friday. I know they're saying that LSU is going to be in town, though. Next Tuesday. For that. Yeah. And then they'll be playing LSU That's right. next Tuesday. Next so Tuesday. So is going to stay in town. Oh, I'm for assuming. sure. They're just going to oh, stay gonna party. You know in that. Central Texas. So yeah. you're going to be seeing a lot of LSU <laughs> folks just hanging around. Uh, I expect yeah. a lot of RVs and fried gator hey, out there in the outfield this mm-hmm. weekend. No I mean, in the, in the parking lot. You can recommend mud bugs for them. <laughs> exactly. They need some spot to go. For uh, shizzle. All right, talking a lot more uh, baseball later on the show. Talking about Texas baseball with a big win over AM Corpus Christi. We'll also dive into Texas men's basketball. We'll do that at the top of the 5 o'clock. But on the other side, we'll get into off the record. Uh, we got a few topics, so a bit of a smorgasbord, you will, of off-the-record topics right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. D.D. Megadoodoo. I'm sorry. Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain man. Come. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of off the record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to another edition of Off the Record right here on Ball Don't Lie. Uh, there are a couple of stories uh, that I want to get to here. Uh, here is this is good news, I think, for all the guys out there. This comes from Men's Health Magazine. Apparently, there's been an extensive study done by World Journal of Men's Health. It's a serious study. All right, serious stuff here, people. <laughs> it is. This is. That's something I just made up, menshealth.com, and then I gave you the actual medical journal, the World Journal of Men's Health. All right, got to be published in these things. And the, the study was led by Michael Eisenberg, um, a medical doctor. He's a urology professor at Stanford Medicine. <laughs> this guy knows his stuff. So he's done <laughs> extend note. This I, I, I hope you're not leading me somewhere, what? dude, because you're giving out way too much love. It's okay. a credential. Okay. This, this, is, this, is, this is highly credentialed okay. work. I'm okay. just saying, very respectable stuff. <laughs> so he's done extensive study, and he, he did uh, compiled data and studied it over 75 different studies 
compiled from 1942 to 2021. And what he found was the average size of a man's junk has increased 24% over the last three decades across the globe. I knew it. Everybody, like all men across the globe. 24% 24% over the last three decades. That's my life. That's my lifetime. <laughs> to 24%? That's a huge increase. What the? So they're trying to figure out what's going on. Why are men's stuff just, is it evolution? It is it's, definitely. Is evolution, I, I think guess? that's one way of putting it. That's amazing. They said so, they studied over 55,000 men all over the world. I think it's the going, hormones they put in the church's n- chicken. Different. <laughs> <laughs> They said they, they, they did measurements, guys, 55,000 men all over the world. This is legit stuff. Stanford Medicine, all right, World Journal of Men's Health, and they found 24% increase. <sighs> and this is, I think this is when you're at attention. Just sucking. I mean. Just so I don't, So what you're telling me is <laughs> that men have started to lie more. <laughs> Even more than what they yeah. already do, right? <laughs> That's probably true. That is fair. I hope they're not just asking the guys. Yeah, ask the guys like, what I don't know, 14 feet? I don't <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. They definitely just need to be measuring themselves because, guys, we all know men lie up, women lie down. That is not a sexist comment. Men just lie up about how much you weigh, how much you lift, how many women you slept with how endowed you are, all that kind of stuff. Women, they lie down about their age, about their weight, about how many men they slept with. They just, they, they rely different ways. All right? <laughs> men gonna lie, men gonna lie up about their stuff. Yeah, for real. And maybe that's, maybe that's why 24%, actually in the last 29 years, 24% increase. Love that. It was concluded that the average length increased. That's, that's fantastic. If it, if it doesn't have the phrase, on a good day, I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. every man subscribed it. Well, on a good day, I'm like good six day, two. Yeah. I'm like six two. That's why yeah. a, lot, a lot of manscaping going. Like you need yeah. to manscape. Get every every inch counts. But, My man, I hey. said, where did I miss the twenty four percent junk bonus? Hey, I'm saying exactly. I'm like in a thirty. You were, you were 30 grown. Years? You, you were born too early. That's what it was. You were born too early. I man. think I got a little piece of it. I'm an 80s baby. Got a little piece I'm an of 80s that. Baby. I got a little piece of that, baby. A little piece of that. A little piece. All I needed was a little bit. That's crazy. 24. There you go, guys. So hey, Patrick. Feel better. I knew the way he was breaking you it down. He, okay. and he was giving us so many details about who wrote the article. Just telling you how man. this was supposed to be. They did this in a lab with they lab did. coats. <laughs> I'm just saying. They could, did a thorough study. It was a thorough study. It's pretty expansive, man. Oh, like my goodness. 1942, that's a long time. They did uh, a long study. The most thorough, the, the no most thorough still involves a dude holding a ruler. Pretty much. Like, yeah. That, that's why they're at Home Depot. That, can you imagine? <laughs> man, what are conversations at dinner like with the wife after a day of that? Uh, I don't know. That's a you good just, point. You just walk know. home and you're like, how was work? You're like, well, you know what I do for a living, honey? So, <laughs> not great. This man has dedicated his life to this. <laughs> And you're gonna mock So you think it. he enjoys it? Dr. Michael Eisenberg. You know what? Uh, his name is Michael. Michael oh, Eisenberg. Man. Yeah. And you know what's good for him? Is that I'm glad he's doing this. He's trying to help. He's also studying male fertility and sexual function. 
Yep. So he's saying a lot of different things. This is just part of his very expansive study. He, did, he wanted to look at the, you know, it's going to be a point in the man's life. I don't give a damn what your sexual orientation is, agenda, whatever, like what, what you decide to do with all that. You're going to measure it. So he's, <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. The this young is, man's going to break out a ruler at one this point. Dude, this he's dude, like, you know what? Let me check this thing out. 13 years old. Let me get this official. At 13 yeah. years old, this dude found his life's current call and he was like, you know what? I'm going to prove that I'm average. <laughs> Listen, I've studied for years to give women scientific data that I'm not that bad, and it turns out in the last 30 yeah. years, I've gone from average to bad. I didn't know what happened, <laughs> but somewhere in there it went off. Yeah, they, hey, they didn't give me, I'm sure I can find it if I wanted to, like the, what the average size is. They don't get into that. They just said over the last 30 years, 24% increase. So I think we should applaud that. That's, this is reason to be happy. No. Why? I, mean, yeah, I don't care do about kids being better off than me. <laughs> I ain't got no kids. kids. I'm gonna have kids one day, so I'm happy. My, my, if I have a son, I ain't got no be kids. Twenty four percent larger than dad on average. Hey, if you told, told me it was getting I smaller, two boys. <laughs> I got <laughs> two boys. Tell me it's getting smaller, so I can be like, hey, you want to go with that young guy? You hear it get smaller? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'd be happier. <laughs> I know, in like fifty years, I'd be an old man and be like, yeah, what are you? What is he? Thirty. Ah, I bet that thing's two inches. Oh, man. <laughs> but say they, can't, they can't keep up with this increase, cannot keep up this kind of pace. Yep. They say the next 60 years, you're going to be looking at, I mean, people walking around, yeah. you know, with some baby arms around here, man. This is going to be a weird population. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even deal with you. All right. We're going to come back. We'll get into uh, Texas men's basketball, uh, Texas baseball also. Both of them coming up victorious. Big wins. No pun intended there. Over uh, <laughs> <laughs> overnight. We'll come back and talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.